you so much for joining us once again on Growing Up on Death Row at 17. I'm back here with my co-host, Brian Settings. And Brian, I know you had to get a few things off your chest, so let's do that. Yeah, David, I've been waiting on a couple friends of mine <clears throat> to come home from prison. They were juveniles like I was. They didn't serve 32 and 33 years. I mean, these guys, man, a lot of people look at guys in prison, man, as though they disgusting, low down or whatnot. But, you know, I'm, I ain't heard of jailing nobody what they went to prison for. I just jailed them for the loyalty and the love they showed me. And uh, I was waiting on them to come home, man. They came home about a month or so ago. And uh, unfortunately, both of, them was, both of them passed. And these dudes were somebody that I was going to build something with. They were going to be part of growing up on Death Row. They had other options and avenues for me that we was tying in before they passed away. And the way they passed away was very strange. But, you know, hey, I can't really say it what another person do because you really don't know nobody until you really know them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, both of them OD. And I don't know if it was fitting all. I don't know what it was. They Both of them OD. They died in their sleep. And Did you ever the see them? Uh, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. Did you ever see them do drugs around you? No, they never done drugs around me. But, David, that's a lot of people that never does. That's why I say you really don't know nobody until you know them. You know what I'm saying? And right. I, not only that, I lost another friend, too, named Stink. He was coming home in May. They found him dead in his cell, overdose. And he just did 34 years. And, uh, man, it's almost like telling somebody a bedtime story, but the bedtime story was something somebody made up was just a fucking lie. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it really hurts me because of the bond and the attachment we all have with each other, Dave. There's like 200 of us. All of us are still together. We're still strong, but a few of them didn't pass away now. And all of them passed away the same way. Overdose. And I come to find out when I talk to they, my partner, family members and things of this nature, that they actually was turned out by their girlfriends or their wives. You know what I'm saying? That the habit that they had before they met them, they got them to start doing these things. And I always felt like, can nobody make you do shit? You know what I'm saying? You'll have to do that on your own. Right. But then I had to think about it. I had to think about it, Dave. I made that same mistake to everybody that's listening to me right now. I made that same mistake. I end up watching my ex smoke weed every day, all day. So I tried. I took one hit. I passed out, threw up in the bathroom. I almost had to go to the hospital. So I never done it again after that. But I learned my lesson. But at the same time, I lied to myself because I wasn't doing drugs, but I saw somebody else loving it. I figured I tried. And that's what happened to me. You got guys that's coming home from the Department of Correction that have been in prison. They were 14, 15, 16 years old, man. And it's a real misconception about us to people that we date or people that we meet. Their intentions, we don't really know. But our intentions are pure. We didn't even have a chance to get taught how to cheat. We don't even know how to cheat on women. We don't know how to do none of this. Our survival and everything that we did in prison that kept me alive 31 years is the loyalty that I had to my friends. I never betrayed that loyalty. And it kept me alive and it got me out of prison. But being loyal for 31 years and learning to inherit these characteristics that you can't violate, when I got out of prison, I'm thinking everybody in the world is like this, but they're not. And I learned the hard way. And the thing of it is that I never make that mistake. You know, people always look at us and try to determine. He just did a murder or he just did an armed robbery or what it don't give a fuck what that man 
and D. It's the fact that all of them was loyal. All of them was loyal to a T. They didn't cross nobody they dealt with. I don't care if you had a girlfriend that had them locked up. They were still going to be with that girlfriend because that's the loyalty that they had. And, and that's the type of shit I'd be on. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and I had to learn the hard way, man. So looking back on it, what changes would you, I don't even know if there's anything you could do because you knew that's all you knew how to be is loyal. Right. And the thing of it is, David, I don't feel like in my lifetime of doing speeches or dealing with anybody, it ain't one person, David, that can run into that tell you that met me on the streets or knew me from prison. This particular person noticed some people that got out of prison, they seem they grabbing their hug because of the love I always show them. I ain't never crossed nobody in my life, David. I ain't never snaked nobody. I ain't never hurt nobody that didn't try to do nothing to me or my loved ones. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I respect everybody and give them their space. But it's hard for us, man, to make it in life out here for the simple fact of the matter is we got to deal with people that have these different type of characteristics. And the fucked up part about it, David, I've seen it from the beginning. And that's what my partner told me. He said, you already knew what you were dealing with, man. When it happened the first time, you the one was blind to it because you felt like you wanted to stay with stay in this position. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I violated my own, I violated my own code, and that's why I ended up getting hurt like I got hurt. Yeah. What about some of the other brothers I know that wanted to possibly come on here and talk about just the betrayal that they feel or the disloyalty? Well, Dave, here go the thing of it is. I want to put this out here in society, man. These same dudes that actually beat these women, dog these women out, beat their kids up, probably raped them and did all this type of shit. That same shit they did to these people, they was getting that shit done to them in prison. Right. We were putting their ass on the same measure. And if they done it out here, we get their preaching for it. We put it on their ass in there like that. You know what I'm saying? Make them feel that. You know? And the thing of it is, it's, it's sad because not only is I'm a victim of this bull crap, even my mama, I don't even deal with her. And it's sad when you have to go that deep to see people for who they really are, man, and have to turn your back on them because that's something I don't, I don't like doing to people. I don't like turning my back on nobody because... Simple fact of the matter, you turn your back on somebody and leave them out of that water, they meet another person, and he end up killing that person. Even though you turn your back on you still care about him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I, it's hard, man, but at the same time, it's a lesson learned. But you have to try to see both sides. You know what I'm saying? And the thing of it is, sounds like a toss-up, and you don't know what side that coin going to land on. And that's why I don't take chances like that. If I bet on something, it's the real deal. Other than that, I don't take chances on no flip coin. Right. So what you're saying is you came out here a little bit naive, but you've learned your lesson is what I'm hearing. Oh, I came out naive and I learned my lesson. Yes, sir. But see, the thing of it is, David, I didn't come out here looking for what these other guys look for in women. Most guys look for them to take care of them, pay their rent, put rims on their cars and do all this old dirty, crappy shit. That ain't what I came out here for. Because when I was sentenced to die in prison at 17 years old, I never thought I'd get out of prison again. I did 31 years, man. That was my graveyard. When motherfuckers say, I'm going to go to my cell, that's a dude that's going to go home in two or three years. But when I said, I got to go to my graveyard because that's where I'm going to die. That's where they right. sentenced me to die. I never had thought I'd ever see the daylight again in my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So after you go through that process of not knowing if you'll ever see daylight again in life, 
you lose respect for clothes. You lose respect for watches. You lose respect for anything that can put you in a position to be put in prison. I lost all respect for that shit. So when I got out of prison, David, I'm being honest with you, man to man. I got out looking for a female, but I got out looking for love. I got out looking for, I want that real love that my grandfather had with my grandma for 60 some years. I'm looking for that love, man. I'm looking for that. I was looking for that. If we go somewhere and we pay the bill or whatnot, I'm going to bring you home the same way I took you. That's the way my grandfather raised us. And I dated one of his friend's daughter. I took her to Skate King back in the early 80s. And my grandfather called me in the house. He said, Brian, come here. I said, what's up, Dad? He was like, listen, you see how pretty she is when she leaving? He said, yeah. He said, motherfucker, she better come back just like that. And if she come back with any marks or anything on her, you better be damn near dead. Or I'm going to take your ass out. And he made us respect women, man. We, he made us be loyal to him. He made us, he taught us things, David. He taught me this, man. He told me, my grandfather taught me. He was like, man, because I asked him, I said, Dad, why every time you come and you give Granny your check all the time? My grandmother, he said, Brian, let me tell you something. You try to take away all the things that'll cause a problem in a marriage. Money is one thing that'll cause a problem. You know what I'm saying? And he said, man, that'll take away all the problems. If you take care of the responsibility being the head of the household as a man, paying all the rent, gas, blah, 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 and whatever they make, let them keep that. Mm-hmm. Because by them cleaning the house, cooking and all that, they giving back. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he taught me that, man. And, and I live by that code, David. You know what I'm saying? And I, he was like, if they didn't respect you after all that, man, then they wasn't for you in the first place. So I have these old teachings that I'm still under. And the thing of it is, it saddens me to see people that actually spend a whole lifetime loving a person, but they just loving what they can do for them, that person can do for them. They're not loving that person as an individual. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I had to realize that because all my friends that got out of prison, all their girlfriends that had them locked up, all went down there and told them they were smoking weed. They did everything in their power to get these guys put back in prison. Well, see, what the fuck they don't know is the only way we can go back is for a murder because they violated the United States Constitution but sent us to die as kids. So they can't send us back on nothing right? but another murder. So, and the thing over here, David, I live, I love life, man. I found beauty in it, man. I found a reason to survive, man. I found the reason to understand people, man. I do not hurt people, man. I don't even like people that does. But at the same time, I'm going to defend what little bit I care about. That's me. Right. And whoever I'm with and Capone, you my dog. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, <laughs> I give you the world, man. Just let me be in comfort with ones I love. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't think that's asking for a lot. I just want to say this here, man. And going forward in life is that I'm here to better myself. I'm here to better other people. I'm here to tell kids, don't believe your friends when they say, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be there with you. I got your back. I didn't live through all of that. I ain't my friends. I ain't hear nothing for two of my friends, man. All the other 30, I ain't never heard nothing from. Wouldn't even take a phone call when I did them 31 years. Never had a girlfriend when I was locked up. My last relationship when I was 16 years old. And the thing of it is, getting out at 48, I tried hard, man. You know, I mentally disappointed myself by not living by the rules that I was taught. But at the same time, I wanted somebody that I knew that had a bad life, that been beat down in life, things that wasn't given to them the right way. 
And I want to be that person to show them that you still, no matter how a person look at you or how a person think you are, you still entitled to these beautiful things in life. And I'm willing to give it to you to show you. Mm -hmm. Right. You still worthy of it. And I'm willing to give it to you and show you that no matter what happened to you in your past, man, that's a past. Let that shit go. Because now they're going to see you live a beautiful life. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people don't like that, man. I love life. I love people. And I'm not going to let no motherfucker take me down through that like that, man. If I just got to be here by myself, I'd rather be by myself because I got a pit bull. It's 95 pounds. Ain't nobody more lower than him. Ha, ha, ha.